Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who've been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to the podcast, welcome you into the conversation. So glad you hit that play button and chose to join me and just spend a few minutes together around the Word of God, the living Word of God. Man, it's good to be together. It's a, it's a great time. Great time to be alive. Hope you're having a great year so far. If you're facing any challenges, though, this year, this podcast is for you as well. I'm telling you, God is going to cheer us on. He's going to equip us. He's going to empower us. He's going to strengthen us by His Spirit and from His Word as we honor Him on these podcasts. And so I want to welcome you to the podcast today and to the conversation. And if you've never shared the podcast, I invite you to do that. You know, take this YouTube link, take whatever audio platform you're listening on and just copy, paste, put it in a text, share it with some of your buddies, um, put it on your social media, you know, tag some people in it. Let's get some more men sitting around the table, hanging out in the backyard, so to speak, having a conversation, letting God speak to us as men, as we learn to lead ourselves first, but then also lead those that we're called to influence uh, with our life and our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, if you if you joined us last time on Marksman, then you know we broke open a passage in Acts chapter 20, verses 20 through 24. And uh, if you didn't, hey, don't click off. Uh, this, this podcast is going to stand alone. But I want you to know, please go back. It would definitely help if you could go back and tune into that previous podcast. It will just all, it'll make a lot more sense on maybe some things, maybe just help solidify some things. But please, let's just, let's just hang together here for a few minutes together. And I want to share with you why we chose that passage, because back at the end of 23, God spoke to me that this is going to be an anchor passage for 2024. And that word anchor, I thought, was significant. That's the word he used. This is an anchor passage for 2024, meaning that alone means we're going to have to be anchored in 2024. That means winds are going to blow. And that you know that's not just like uh, doom and gloom prophesying here. No, Jesus himself said, the, the man who built his house on the rock, the man who built his house on the sand, Matthew chapter 7, he did not say if the storm comes, he said when. In other words, storms are going to come. And so this isn't just a, a prophecy, so to speak, over 2024. This is just you and I as men being prepared for whatever life develops in this year for you personally, for your family, on your job, your vocation, your calling, your ministry, your family, your marriage, uh, whatever, we want to equip you, men of God. Amen. So this is what God was speaking. Acts 20, verse 20 through 24. And we're just going to kind of read through that, that passage. I'm not going to really teach the whole thing again. I spent a lot of time on the last podcast doing that. But I want to kind of move on and, and attach what Paul goes on to say beyond verse 24. But let's just go back to verse 20 now. Acts 20, verse 20, here's what he says. He says, I kept nothing back that was profitable to you, but I've shown you and I've taught you both publicly and house to house. And that's my commitment to you men. 
I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm not going to pull any punches. Anything God gives me, I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to share it with you. And, uh, and I pray that it gets into your house. I pray that it gets into your conversation, into your home, into your marriage, into your family, into your everyday life. He goes, I testified to both Jews and Greeks two things, repentance towards God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, And now, I behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, except the Holy Spirit has witnessed to me that in every city I go, bonds and affliction await me. Now, he said, I go bound in the Spirit. And I want to touch on that phrase just a little bit. What is he saying? He's saying, I have committed myself, I have bound myself to do the will of God. I, I, have made a, I have made a resolve in my heart, I'm going to do the will of God. Now, obviously, he's not going to do it in his own strength, but he was making a, a willful resolve in his own heart and soul to do God's will, no matter what he's been shown. I mean, he's actually been shown by the Holy Spirit that every city he goes to, he's not just going to have revival, he's going to have riot. He's going to have opposition. He's going to be put in chains. He's going to be opposed. And yet he said, with all that knowledge, I'm going bound in my spirit. I have bound myself to the will of God. And I want to encourage you, men. I just feel the anointing right now on that statement. And let's make a decision right now, maybe a fresh decision for 2024 as it's early in the year still. Let's declare and let's bound ourselves up in the Spirit to the Spirit of God and to God's plan and God's purpose and God's will for our life. Let's make a resolve. Let's make a commitment to do what God's called us to do. It doesn't matter what 2023 was. You know, the very heartbeat of marksmen is Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Not that I've attained, not that I've already achieved. Nevertheless, I press towards the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So let's, let's put ourselves in that place with the Apostle Paul. Nevertheless, Whatever 2023 was, nevertheless, I'm going to press towards the mark. Press towards the mark, Christ's likeness. I'm going to press towards the mark, God's plan and purpose for my life. I'm going to press towards the mark, bound in spirit to do God's plan and purpose for my life. And God, I just release that grace upon each and every man watching, listening today. That there's a grace you give us to do your plan. There's a grace you give us to do your will. There's a grace you give us to become more and more and more and more Christ-like. And I thank you for it. And I bless these men in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, verse 24, Paul goes on to say, and this is the anchor I was talking about. This is the anchor that you and I need not just because it's 2024, but because it's life. Life is going to propose and present all kinds of opportunities to get off course, to drift, to just grow stagnant, to give up, to grow discouraged, to get overwhelmed. That is just life. That's what Jesus was saying in John, Matthew 7. 
when the storm comes, when the waves rise, when this, when the winds beat on your house. He said, if your house is built upon the foundation of doing what I said, your house will withstand any storm. Glory to God. But Paul goes on to say, but none of these things move me, and neither do I count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I've received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. So that statement, none of these things move me. That was the anchor in Paul's life. And why was it there? Because he said the very next statement, because I do not count my life dear unto myself. In other words, a lot of times people will quote, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And they leave off the third part, perhaps the most well, an equally important part <laughs> of Revelation 12, 11, overcome by the blood of the Lamb, overcome by the word of our testimony, loving not our life unto the death. Come on. See, that's the other part of it that makes that a complete truth. Yes, the blood of the Lamb. Yes, the word of our testimony. But we also can't love our life, our life. No, the life we have is eternal life. It's the life of God in us. See, the life I have is not even my own. It's one of the greatest deceptions that, that pulls people off course in life. They'll, they'll say things and they'll think, well, it's my life. It's my life. That's a lie. It's not my life. I didn't give myself life. I didn't create myself and put breath in me. I'm not sustaining my life. My life came from God. God gave me life. He gave me his life. He put his spirit in me. You know, when we think about it, you know, we belong to him in perhaps three different ways. We're his by right of creation. He created us. We didn't create ourselves. Um, then he sustains us. He, he holds, I mean, the oxygen in the planet, the balance of, of everything going on scientifically in the earth, biologically in the earth. I mean, life is sustained on this planet when no other planets in our solar system sustain life. He's literally sustaining us. He created us. He's sustaining us. And then even in our rebellion, he sent his only begotten son to save us and redeem us. So we're his by right of creation. We're his by right of sustenation or sustaining us. And then we're his by right of redemption. He redeemed us with the blood of his own son. And then he still gives us the choice to choose him or not, to follow him or not, to love him or not. I don't know about you, man. I love him and I'm going to follow him Every day I live that I have breath, realizing it's not my breath, it's his. It's not my life, it's his. You know, the revelation Paul had in Galatians 2, I'm going to come right back to Acts 20, but I just want to read this. I don't want to misquote it, but in Galatians chapter 2, he says, verse 20, Galatians 2, 20, he says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live. In other words, I died with Christ. I, I died 
with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life, the life, not my life, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, For if righteousness came by the law or just keeping a set of rules, then Christ is dead in vain. But did you catch that? The verbiage he very carefully used, he said, I died with Christ. I died, yet I have life, yet it's not my life. It's Christ living his life through me. And the the life that I have, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So God gave me his life. God gave me his faith. God gave me breath. There's nothing I have that I can say, it's mine. I created it. I own it. No, everything I have is a gift. Everything you have is a gift. And that's a key revelation to being anchored in 2024. It's just a key to being anchored, period, in life, and no matter what life brings. So he said, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry the Lord gave me to testify of the grace of God. And I want you men to finish your course, not just finish, finish it with joy. Amen. But the key is going to be you and I learning to not be moved when things come against us, no matter who opposes us, no matter who challenges us, no matter what develops in life, we're going to have to learn to say with the Apostle Paul, none of these things move me. In other words, I'm not going to change what I believe. I'm not going to change what I'm doing. I'm not going to stop going to church. I'm not going to stop reading the Word. I'm not going to stop tithing. I'm not going to stop giving to the works of the Lord. I'm not going to stop loving my wife. I'm not going to stop loving my children. I'm not going to stop doing what God's called me to do. None of these things move me. Praise God. Praise God. And he goes on to say, And now behold, I know that you all among whom I've gone preaching the kingdom of God. And that was what he talked about. He preached the kingdom of God. He said, yet you're going to see my face no more. And that's what I shared last time on Marksman. See, really what Paul's sharing here is his parting words. These are kind of some final words. He knows that these elders from the region or the city of Ephesus, big city there, a lot of elders came from the city. He's speaking to them, and he knows these are pretty much his final words to them. So let's see what he says here as we finish up this podcast here today. He says, uh, behold, I know that among whom you I've gone preaching, I preach the kingdom of God. You will see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Remember back earlier in verse uh, 20, he said, I held nothing back. that was profitable to you. I didn't share In other words, I didn't not say something just because it's not popular. Because I'm telling you what, the the biblical counsel, biblical wisdom, it's growing increasingly and increasingly hostile in today's culture. It is. It's just, I mean, you don't have to look far at all to see that biblical values for marriage, family, 
just life is growing increasingly hostile towards popular culture, towards the majority. And so that's what Jesus is saying again in Matthew 7. The way to life is narrow. Broad is the way. In other words, popular is the way that leads to death. The majority. We don't want to just say, well, everybody's doing it. I mean, that was one thing I hit with our sons early on because I heard it. And if you're a dad, you've heard it. (laughs) Well, everybody's doing it. And I would take our sons, march them right over to Matthew chapter 7, and just give them the words of Jesus. Not dad's words, Jesus' words. And let them know, hey, broad is the way leading to destruction. In other words, it's the popular way. It's the majority. Most people are doing it. And it may very well and often is leading to death because it's not in line with the Bible. It's not in line with being a follower of Christ. Amen? And so none of these things move me. The kingdom of God, Paul's final words to the believers in Ephesus. Here's what he goes on to say. He said, I'm pure from the blood of all men. You know, and sometimes to be a good parent, you got to be willing to say something that doesn't make you popular with your kids. They don't want to hear what you're telling them, but you're loving them. You're protecting them. You're, you're giving them the boundaries of scripture, whether they choose it or don't choose it, but you're guiding them. You're, you're, you're giving them instruction. And Paul did that for his spiritual children, just like we do for spiritual children or natural children even. And that's what he was saying. I held nothing back that was profitable. He said, I'm pure. I'm clear from the blood of all men. For I have, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. All the counsel of God. We all have our favorite scriptures. We all have our favorite passages. But we need to make sure we have a good, steady diet that includes all the counsel of God, which means we're going to have to get into our Old Testament as well as our New Testament. I love what I learned in Bible school about how the relationship between the Old Testament and New Testament is. It it goes something like this. The Old Testament is is the New Testament contained. The New Testament is the Old Testament explained. Isn't that cool? The Old Testament is the New Testament contained. The New Testament is the Old Testament explained. In other words, they're not, they're not opposing each other. They're two different covenants. Yet there's one God. There has to be a harmony between old and new and the God who gave us both covenants. We're, of course, living under the new covenant. And so that means, you know, as you move from old to new, some things come through the cross unchanged. You know, tithing was before, and there's tithing afterwards. Um, Worship was before, there's worship afterwards. But worship even changed. We're no longer having to bring goats and calves and pigeons and things like that to our worship services and shedding blood. No, the blood of the lamb is the, is the blood that was shed. So some things come to the cross and they cease. It's done. It's fulfilled by Christ. Some things come through unchanged. And then some things come through and they're altered a little bit. Like worship, it comes right on through, but it's in some ways, you know, uh, changes a little bit. That's another whole teaching. Don't want to get into all that. But again, worship in its purest sense doesn't change. 
but again, you just have to use these words in a way that sometimes we use them in a very general sense. But believe me, worship in its purest sense comes right on through unchanged. Um, but I didn't want to get off on a rabbit trail on that. But he said, I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. So take heed unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers and feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. For this I know, Paul writes, this I know that after my departing, grievous wolves will come in. They will not spare the flock. Also from your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples unto themselves. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn every one of you night and day with tears. Think about that. See, Paul taught publicly and house to house. He, he mentioned that over in verse 20. He taught them publicly and house to house. But we found out part of what he was teaching was actually a warning. See, when is the last time that you've heard a warning from the people that you listen to that are preaching and teaching to you? When's the last time you've heard a warning? Paul said he ceased not day and night for the space of three years. Warning. It wasn't like an occasional thing. So we have to ask ourselves if we have a diet, spiritual diet, and in that spiritual diet, we never receive any warnings. This is New Testament. This is New Testament. Paul said, for the space of three years, night and day, I cease not warning you even in tears. So we need to ask ourselves, when was the last time we heard a warning in Scripture? Perhaps even the, even the flavor of this podcast could even be that of a warning. You know, we have to be and remain anchored this year, anchored in life. So he said, verse 31, I cease not to warn you day and night with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God, to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. That's the words I want to leave you with, men. Man, I want you to take hold of that blessing. Paul wrote this. He said to these men, these elders rather, he said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. And so men, as we close today's podcast, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to commend you to God and to the word of his grace. God's for you. God's with you. If you're born again, God's in you. If you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, you are wall-to-wall Holy Ghost. So I commend you. Commend you to God, to the word of his grace. Hallelujah. Which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for every man watching, listening today. I thank you for an abundant grace upon their life. I thank you that their heart is wide open to all the counsel of God. Not only the encouragement, 
Not only that which cheers them on, but even that which might correct them, rebuke them, warn them. God, I thank you that their heart is open to the whole counsel of God. And God, I thank you that as leaders, like Paul, they will not hold anything back that the people they influence need to know and they need to hear. They won't hold anything back from their spouse. They won't hold anything back from their children. They won't hold anything back from the people they love and care about and by the grace of God are able to influence for Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, for our time together around the Holy Word, and I thank you for your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, I encourage you, hopefully you'll become like a media missionary. Copy, paste, share this YouTube link if you're watching on video or this audio link if you're on some other audio platform listening to the podcast. Let's get some more guys sitting around the table. And I encourage you, get into Acts chapter 20, especially verse 20 through 24. The Lord gave me that for you and for all of us, that this year, that's going to be an anchor passage that we need to kind of spend time in, study into it, pray into it. But like we did today, get the whole context, you know, kind of go back into chapter 19, read into it, go on beyond it, read like we did today, a little further into Acts chapter 20, kind of finish the chapter out and get the real flavor of what Paul was doing when he gave those final words to the elders there in Ephesus. And you'll see, I believe you'll see why this is going to be a great anchor passage for you and I as men, followers of Christ in 2024. I call you blessed. Can't wait to be together with you again here on the Marksman Podcast. God bless you.